Hey guys, welcome to another episode of From the Wing. I am Christian Clark, the Pelicans beer writer for NOLA.com and The Advocate. Uh, Going to do a solo episode. I rewatched the Pelicans and Grizzlies game from Friday night this morning, which is Saturday morning. Um, you know, and I, I just jotted down five major notes from this game. Um, basically, just kind of empty the notebook. I think today will be a little bit of a shorter episode, but just just wanted to give my thoughts on this game. You know, being that they're two days off for the Pelicans before they face the Thunder. Um, you know, I thought this was a telling game for a number of reasons. The Grizzlies played really, really well. Um, you know, they had lost four or five coming into this game. So, you know, you knew maybe, hey, look, they're going to be motivated. The Pelicans had won five of six. You know, maybe maybe they got a little uh, fat and happy. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an ugly loss for the Pelicans. Uh, you know, Grizzlies came out made eight threes in the first quarter, finished with 18. Pelicans did not shoot the ball well, uh, only made 10. They, they just didn't play well. Um, so here's what I've got. Um, my, my top note on this game was the Grizzlies defended the Pelicans like this was an important game. I think a lot of times in, in the NBA regular season, you don't see teams game planning for other teams. There are so many games and and they happen in such rapid succession, I think a lot of times teams are just focused on themselves rather than their opponent. And that's one of the major differences between the regular season and the playoffs, you know, intensity and you're actually, you know, like digging into the tape. And that's part of what makes playoff basketball, you know, so exciting. But to me that it looked like the Grizzlies defended the Pelicans like this was a playoff game. They loaded up on, the Pelicans' offensive engines. CJ McCollum did not play in this game. Uh, the, the Pelicans said he has uh, he entered the NBA's health and safety protocols, um, so we'll see when he's back. But they loaded up on Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram when they drove the ball, and they they basically you know wanted to force the Pelicans to beat them from behind the three point arc. I, I watched the Grizzlies feed on this one, and, and Dylan Brooks said that after the game he said we weren't you know we didn't want to let Zion and Brandon beat us we wanted to make them make shots um they ignored Herb Jones in this game who is struggling shooting the ball this season you know if you look at his volume it's it's almost identical to last year you know about getting up about three threes per game but he's shooting it about 50 percent worse from behind the arc um you can just see that that he's going through it confidence-wise right now. I mean, there there have just been some some really bad misses over the course of this season, and you know there were a couple of those in this game. You've also seen from Herb that you know he's just not trusting it in certain instances. He's he's cutting, which I think can work at times, but especially when you're in, with playing alongside Zion, there's already so many bodies in the paint. It can be tough. To do that, um, one of the plays that really stood out to me from this game was in the second quarter. You know, Herb catches it on the right side of the floor. There's 17 seconds on the shot clock. Jake Laravia is guarding Herb with a foot in the paint. He's playing, I don't know, five, six feet off of him. You know, Herb gets up this three, and it's just a brick. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Pelican starters, you know, they fell into this big hole minutes into the game. Um, they didn't look on the same page, even when Zion did create good looks. And I, I thought he did create actually, you know, a couple of them early. The Pelicans were not able to make the Grizzlies pay and, and the Grizzlies loaded up and golly, did they, did they play well on the offensive end of the floor? I mean, the ball was popping for them. You know, they did this without Desmond Bain, who's still out with a toe injury. Um, John Morant got pretty much wherever he wanted on the floor and, and it wasn't just him too. I mean, Dylan Brooks killed the Pelicans in this game. Uh, Steven Adams had a really nice game. Um, so it, it was it was a nice game from the Grizzlies, and I thought a good game plan. Okay, so my my second note from this game, Dylan Brooks did an excellent job of of keeping Zion off of his left hand, and the Pelicans did a terrible job of of keeping John Morant away from his left hand. You know, I know Zion shoots the ball with his left and and he's a left-handed driver. John Morant is one of those those weirdos. He's kind of like the end the basketball equivalent of a switch hitter. He shoots the ball with his right hand, but if you actually watch him play, he's a better left-handed driver and finisher at the rim than he is with his right hand. I was always jealous of those guys. That's that's a nice little advantage to have. I just think it's it's you know, defenders aren't as used to guarding left-hand dominant drivers, and it just kind of throws you off as a defender. You know, the, the scouting report on Ja is is out now. Like, all, all the teams know that he wants to drive the ball toward his left. You know, I imagine in every team's scouting report, that is, that is a bullet point. I imagine, you know, this was something the Pelicans had highlighted in their scouting report, and they just didn't really execute it. Uh, ja got Trey Murphy multiple times in this game with with left handed drives when it when it was like you know Trey Trey had a chance to at least wall him off and I know it's easier said than done I I get that of course um, one of the most important sequences in the first half is in the first quarter Ja goes by Trey toward the left he gets an and one two points right there he misses the free throw and and Stephen Adams bursts through Larry Nance Jr. and Zion Williamson, gets the offensive rebound, scores a layup. Four-point swing for the Grizzlies right there, who I think went up by 21 points, as many as 21 in the first quarter. It was something like that. Um, you know, this this game, it felt over pretty early, although the Pelicans made a little bit of a run in the second quarter, which we're going to talk about. But it was a 19-point game after after the first quarter. You know, maybe maybe the Pelicans had a, Little much, little too much turkey and gravy on Thanksgiving. I get it. They uh, they weren't alone. Um, it was it was kind of interesting. They after the San Antonio game on Wednesday decided to fly home to New Orleans. They did Thanksgiving with their families. That one time Memphis Thursday night. Um, I thought that was cool. You know, it's important to, to get in those moments. I don't know if it affected them. I don't know if it threw off the rhythm. Um, but but they started really slow. Third note I've got from this game, Stephen Adams just crushed Jonas Valanciunas in their one-on-one matchup. And if you're the Pelicans, you want to beat the Grizzlies, 
I mean, that just, that can happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Steven Adams, 15 points, 11 rebounds, took 10 shots, made seven of them. Pelicans fans, you know, who, who've watched the team closely since the, the COVID year, they, they know what Steven Adams offensive game is. It's, he's going to set screens. He's going to crash the offensive glass. He's a very, very good offensive rebounder. You know, if he's going to score, he's going to do it that way where I got the miss. I'm going back up, you know, one foot away from the basket. If usually if Steve is, you know, more than four or five feet away from the basket, he's not really looking to score. Um, I mean, there's just not, it doesn't have very much range at all. Like I'm not talking about three point range. I'm talking about like five, six feet away from the basket. Typically, He's not even looking to score from there. Uh, he showed off some post moves against Valanciunas and the Pelicans. He got JV with an up and under. He threw it a dream shake. Um, look, you, you you just you can't lose that matchup that handily and expect to win against Memphis. That should that has to be at least a draw for the Pelicans. I think to to really have a chance. Um, JV really struggled in this game. Uh, which w- was a shame because he he played excellent against Spurs, you know, made four threes against them, comes back two nights later, four points, four turnovers. I think three of them were, were in the third quarter. Um, just a, a really tough performance. And I think the Grizzlies are a bad matchup for, for JV as well because the Grizzlies love to play in the pick and roll. John Morant, Steven Adams, they... Right now, you know, if you look at just pick and roll ball handler frequency, they're third in the NBA. I think Atlanta's one of the teams ahead of them, you know, with, with Trey Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. Memphis is third. I mean, they are a pick and roll heavy team. You know, that's that's kind of their pet action. Like we're we can put Ja in the pick and roll, and that'll be really good for us. Ja seemed to be salivating anytime they did that. And we're able to go at at JV in this game. Um, they, you know, JV just struggles to defend against those smaller, quicker guards. When you put him in the pick and roll, he's going to drop. Those guys can get up a, ahead of steam, and it, it's almost like a, a running back, you know, meeting an offensive lineman in space. You know, that's that's the type of challenge it is for Jonas Valanciunas to try to contain those guys, except. Jonas can't just tackle him, which uh, he would he would probably love to do. You know, he has to stay in front of him without making too much contact. Um, you know, in some ways, I, I do feel bad for the big guys in the NBA today because the the small dynamic guards get officiated so much differently than the big fellas. Uh, you know, nothing is more illustrative of this than the way Trey Young is officiated, where like. If you just blow on him, you know, it's it's two trips to the line. With with Jonas, with Zion Williamson, it feels like these guys are getting beat to hell. And sometimes it's free throws for them, and sometimes it's not. Um, but overall, a really, a really tough night for JV. You know, the Grizzlies are not a great matchup for him. Um, you know, the Pelicans played Larry a lot, which they do in a lot of these games, um, especially in the first half. And and Larry just, you know, he 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 wasn't able to to really help them erase 
much of the deficit in in the second quarter. Okay, uh, another note I've got from this game. Um, Zion's effort is a problem to me in a lot of these games. And it was kind of a bummer to see this because I thought he played his best game of the season against the San Antonio Spurs, uh, was just dominant in that game, really. You know, 32 points, 14 of 18 shooting, scored in so many different ways. We saw him scoring as the lead ball handler. We saw him scoring as the role man. We saw him scoring in transition. We saw him scoring in post-ups. He brought it on the defensive end in that game. I thought it was his best defensive effort of the season, probably. And, you know, I I get it. It was against a Spurs team that is going to be in the race for Victor Wambanyama. They are they are not very good. They're going to finish near the bottom of the West. Um, but it was an excellent performance for Zion. And, and then, you know, a couple nights later, I thought was pretty below average stuff from him. I thought the play of the game, the play that stood out to me more than anything after watching this game for a second time Saturday morning happened late in the second quarter. Pels were down, I think, 25 points at one point in the second quarter. They got it down to 13. They had it to 14. They created a little bit of momentum. They went to this zone defense that you know, was kind of a, a curveball that worked for them. It threw the Grizzlies, whose offense was humming off a little bit, and they're able to get back into the game, you know, and and create a tiny bit of momentum as, as they were headed toward the halftime break. So so they're down 14, you know, cutting into the lead, about two minutes left. Zion drives towards a basket, misses this turnaround shot. It's a great look for him. You know, it happens. You're not you're not gonna make every single shot, even if you're Zion Williamson who you know, damn near shoots 60% from the floor. Grizzlies get the rebound. Zion jogs back, you know, this was not running back very hard. Grizzlies create a wide open three. Uh, I believe it was John Conchar. He misses the shot and it's Herb and Dylan Brooks on the right block going for the rebound. Dylan Brooks probably fouls Herb. He kind of jumps over his back. Herb crashes to the ground and the ball dribbles over to the right side of the floor. And it's basically just Tyus Jones and Zion over there. And Zion doesn't even try to get it. He didn't block out. He didn't run over to Tyus. He had kind of just walked back after missing a shot. You know, Tyus collects it in the corner. Zion walks over to defend him. Tyus finds Steven Adams near the free throw line. Steven Adams makes this nine foot push shot. The Grizzlies score. The Grizzlies end up going up by by twenty at halftime. They make a couple more threes. You know, I I think it was Conchar who, who ended up making a three at the buzzer, and it was just like all of the all of the air went out of the balloon at that point. Like you, you know, there you can just feel watching these games, like when you're able to create a little momentum, like when the team is starting to believe a little bit, and and that just completely deflated it. And I, I just think we've seen too many of these plays from Zion this season that are that are low effort plays. I mean, he, that stuff has just got to it 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 can't happen as often as it does. 
I just think he he lets go of the rope a little bit too easily, which look in, incredible player. I think that's you know been one of the the most valid chief criticisms of him early in his career. When when things are not going well, he has a tendency to to quit a little bit. Uh, we don't have to get into the bubble stuff, but kind of pieced out on the team there. Things were obviously not going well, you know, during his third year. Was away from the team for a while. Was ghosting people. Came back into the fold, you know. Once they got CJ, seemed like things were better. I just think from Zion. There's got to be better sustained effort when when things aren't going well in the game, you know. Like you 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 just can't have these sequences like this where it's like you walk back on defense, you don't try to block out. Like that was that was a very important play in the Memphis game. So there's got to be better sustained effort, and I think he knows the defense is a problem. Like just hearing him speak after these games, I, I think he recognizes that the the moment after one of those home games where there was a a reporter who asked him, you know, how would you grade your own defense? That he flipped it back at him. He kind of did a a Drewski impersonation. I thought it was pretty funny. He's like, well, how would you grade my defense? And the reporter said, ah, B plus. He's like, okay. Oh, he said B minus. And Zion was like, okay, I can respect that. I think Zion knows it's a problem. Um, that's good. I think that's that's step one that you can't have as many of these moments where you're just letting go of the rope. You know, I think step two is actually doing it. And I know it's not easy, you know, to to go balls to the wall when you're the type of player he is. Like, you know, I I know I, I don't speculate on what he's listed at, but He's he's essentially you know the body type of an SEC defensive lineman are out there, and there's a lot of running in NBA games. <laughs> I I know it can't be easy, um, but I I just think you need to see a little bit more from him. And I I think early in the season, you know, there's been kind of this these conversations about the Pelicans who are winning. They're eleven and eight. They're still near the top in the jump of Western conference. But I think, you know, these games against there's been some performances against really good teams. Like Boston comes to mind. This one comes to mind where it's clear when those teams are bringing their a games, the Pelicans are not really on, on par with those teams yet. And I, I think, you know, there've been these conversations on Pelicans Twitter or whatever. It's like, well, offensively, Zion is not being optimized in in a lot of situations. Like they're not running the ball through him on the perimeter as much as they should. You know, some of the pieces next to him in the starting lineup are, are, are probably not as good of fits as they could be when you look at this roster one through ten. Um, and I, I think there's validity to that. I I don't think you can just dump the ball into Zion in the post eight times a game. And that's how you create, you know, the brunt of your offense with him. I I just, I don't think that's the best way to use him. I think getting the ball to him on the move. I love when they do dribble handoffs and get him the ball that way. We saw that twice against the Spurs, him and Larry. 
I like when Zion is attacking outside in. I think that's the best use of him. I think he enjoys playing that way. I think he gets energy doing that. That's all well and good to me. Like, there's validity to that. Maybe, you know, 10, 20 games, if Herb is still struggling, like we can have a real conversation about, well, do you need to sub Trey Murphy, a shooter in for Herb? I know you're going to give up a little on defense, but is it worth it to just go on all in an offense? Like, you know, maybe we we do have that conversation this year. I I get all that. I just don't think there's been enough conversation that, you know, like one of the Pelicans max players, his effort is is very inconsistent and and the effect that that can have on a team. Like there should be equal conversation about that stuff as there is the we're not optimizing Zion correctly early in the season stuff. And I, you know, most of the stuff I see is about the former, not the latter. Uh, last thing I got from this game, Brandon Ingram late in the second quarter sprained the big toe on his left foot. He kicked Dylan Brooks's the back of his foot uh, with like two minutes left. Ingram stayed in the game for a minute or so, and then he subbed out with a minute left in the half, never returned. This is a bummer, man. Uh, it, it didn't look like a extremely serious injury, you know, when you just watch the tape. Um, but, you know, sprained toes, they can keep you out for a while. Desmond Bain dealing with a, a sprained toe right now. He sprained the big toe on his right foot. Ingram, Ingram was the big toe on the left foot. You know, that this happened in early November, and the Grizzlies said at the time, uh, Desmond Bain was going to re- be reevaluated in two to three weeks. It's been two weeks since then. He did not play Friday against the Pelicans. You know, we we still have to learn the severity of the toe sprain. From my understanding, there are are three grades of toe sprains. You know, one is the best news. A grade three is the worst news. Dylan Brooks, for example, was dealing with a grade two, so kind of in the middle. But it's possible that this is something that keeps Brandon out for, I don't know, a week, week and a half, two weeks, maybe more. It's still a little early. We need to we need to know more information. But if that does end up being the case, that's really unfortunate because <laughs> Brandon and Zion are are trying to catch a rhythm. You know, I, I went back and looked up exactly how many games they've played together since they became teammates in 2019. 93 games. They've been teammates for three and a quarter seasons now. They've played 93 games together. 22, Zion's rookie year, mainly because Zion was out with a knee injury. 59, Zion's second year. That was the Stan Van Gundy COVID year. 59 of a possible 72 you know, things were uh, screwed up that season for a lot of reasons. And then 12 games this year so far. So it's, you know, I just hope we're not at the all-star break and we're sitting here saying, well, the Pelicans and their injuries. Like it feels like, you know, we do that almost every year. I just hope we're not having to do that at the all-star break this year. It's, it's really unfortunate. 
<laughs> and, you know, I, I think in the past, maybe there was some legitimacy to the criticism that Brandon could have played through some of that stuff. I mean, CJ McCollum last year even talked about it, like on the record of like, Brandon's just got to play through some of this stuff. That That's not what I'm saying right now. Like, you know, we, we need to know more information about the toe sprain. These can be serious injuries. You don't want to risk, you know, coming back, let's say Monday and it getting worse or anything like that. Um, but it's been a huge problem that the Pelicans, their their two most talented players, they just don't play that many games. It's it's really unfortunate. And and they're at a point now where, you know, they've got this coach who is gonna be here for a while in Willie Green. They finally found the right head coach. And they're trying to get into a rhythm and figure out what works, you know, offensively and how they can best play off of each other. And it, you know, it looks like Ingram is, is going to be out for a while. So that is a bummer. Um, but Pelicans are still in a good spot. Extremely deep team. You know, they've shown this year that that they can continue to stack wins with guys out of the lineup. That is. You know, one of one of the best parts about this team and depth is important. I, I think especially so right now in this era when when stars across the league are missing so many games. You gotta have a good roster one through ten to get through the regular season and the Pelicans do. As bad as this one felt, just remember this each game is one point two two percent of the regular season. So if you're getting too down, just remember this was 1.22% of the regular season, 1 of 82. Um, that's everything I got in my notebook. Being Adam, we'll be, back. we'll be back early next week to talk to you guys again. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.